You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm joined today by Daniel and Emily. Before we jump in, though, as always, I want to know what you guys are loving. Well, we all are wearing masks yes, to some degree. We are. <laughs> uh, and the literal mask that I'm wearing right now, not the figurative one, but the literal one, um, I just got this <laughs> mask that um, I wear at the gym, and it's a lot more breathable than most. So it's called a gator. I had to look it up. Gator. Gator. G A I T E R. Gator. And it's like a bandana, kind of, but it goes all the way around your neck you and then you just put it like. up over your nose. It's like an infinity scarf that women yes. wear, like it's just one yes. big circle, except it's much tighter, obviously, it's than that. It's an infinity mask. It's an infinity mask you wear. Yeah, yeah. Ski ma- a reverse ski mask because you don't pull, because <laughs> it doesn't have the head part. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to wear them at the gym, so it's a little bit more breathable. Mm-hmm. So nice. if you're in need of a breathable mask, go for the gator. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, what are you loving? Well, you may have heard of this band called One Direction. I haven't oh, heard of them. Really? <laughs> Harry Styles, he's my favorite, but they just came back for their 10-year anniversary. They've been on a hiatus for five years, and now they're back. So I'm So they're back it. together? Well, they reactivated their Instagram. They're communicating again. I'm waiting on some new music. But they're coming. They're I coming. Was about to say, I heard faith. that it was a big announcement and then nothing really happened. Well, they did <laughs> send out like this email saying tour dates on it. So Oh, they're touring together? Nobody knows because that's all they've said. But Wow. Keeping the faith. Mm. <laughs> well, something to note for student ministry, right? This is you're closest yeah. to the generation, so that this is what's going on in their lives. They're excited about that. <laughs> I am loving um, this Netflix show called Down to Earth. It's with Zac Efron, an actor, but he works with one of his close friends who is um, an environmentalist of some sort, and they travel all around the world. It just came out, so they did this pre-COVID, and um, they travel to all these different places, just kind of finding renewable resources and the way people are living off the earth the benefits of the earth they had a whole episode on like water and how much water um the minerals we lose and how we clarify our water like bottled water isn't really that good for you i mean it can hydrate you to some degree but it's missing so many minerals that natural water has and that our body needs just really cool stuff and in that water episode they um visited the grotto of lords they they talked Mm. about the healing powers of that water and the way he presented it i don't know if he's catholic or christian or religious to any degree but he presented it in a very cool way of just like you know what maybe you don't believe in this but a miracle is defined as something that can't be explained and so like the, the he met with the priest and walked through the whole process of having um these miracles actually be acknowledged and how that happens and everything so it was a really cool inside look at the grotto and the history of it but I also really like how it's just being presented to probably millions of people who are watching this really cool series um and how this side of the catholic faith is being presented interesting yeah Yeah. 
I'll check it out. Yes, definitely check it out. <laughs> that was a kind of long loving. That was a little sell, a little commercial for Netflix. <laughs> but we are in the fourth episode of our series, Skin in the Game. No matter where you fall on this issue, we've been talking about kind of unloading throughout this series, specifically racism that we talked about last episode and we'll be continuing to talk about. It's difficult. And it's got people talking. It's got our teens talking. And we would be missing an opportunity if we didn't acknowledge that. So that's why we're addressing it. Even though it makes us uncomfortable, (laughs) we are not experts. This is the messy middle and we are in it with you. Yeah, we're doing our best during this series not to be political. Um, We want to find the middle ground and we want to follow the direction of our faith. So that's why we were going off of the guide um, from the U.S. Bishop's document, Open Wide Our Hearts. Um, And it came out really prior to kind of this latest explosion of um, the talk about racism. And today's topic really is probably the most polarizing that we're going to address in this discussion, which is reform. Um, And it's really where the fire in this debate is being stoked. The flames are rising around it because some say that there's a problem, others deny it. Some want to get rid of the police altogether, others want to enhance the police presence and response. And there's so many systems that are being discussed, education, policy, wealth, housing, benefits, the economy, that people are debating all of these things in the context of race. It's very difficult to be apolitical and to have a good discussion about it. Um, But we're going to do our best today. (laughs) And here's what we found in Open Wide Our Hearts for this week. Too many good and faithful Catholics remain unaware of the connection between institutional racism and the continued erosion of the sanctity of life. We are not finished with the work. The evil of racism festers in part because, as a nation, there has been very limited formal acknowledgement of the harm done to so many. No moment of atonement, no national process of reconciliation, and all too often a neglect of our history. Many of our institutions still harbor, and too many of our laws still sanction, practices that deny justice and equal access to certain groups of people. So what do we hear in that passage? Well, there are systems in place that have historical roots in slavery and racism. We need to take a long, hard look at how our country set up, And what can we agree on? How about we need to talk about this? It's not going to resolve itself by leaving things as they are. No one is going to be happy or have peace. Yeah, so let's talk about it. As Christ followers, we can talk. We can talk with our words, but we can also talk with our time and attention. We can talk with our vote and our money. So how are we using it? Civic engagement is encouraged. This is a moment to civically engage, not to cower in the face of difficulty. In Forming Consciences for Faithful Citizenship from the USCCB, it says, In the Catholic tradition, responsible citizenship is a virtue, and participation in political life is a moral obligation. And then in the Catechism, it says something similar. It's, they say it is necessary that all participate, each according to his position and role in promoting the common good. This obligation is inherent in the dignity of the human person. As far as possible, citizens should take an active part in public life. Yeah, so we're being encouraged to engage. Yes. And so when we talk about reform, we're not advocating for something particular here, but we are advocating for engagement. Most people 
right now um, are watching what's happening. And there are a lot of people that are unhappy, that are demonstrating. Mm -hmm. Most of those demonstrations are peaceful, but in many places there is a lack of peace. There's unrest too. And that should put us a little bit on edge to mm -hmm. watch our country and see that so many groups of people are so unhappy and feeling unserved. So a question that we've been asking ourselves lately as a check is, can we be for different causes? Can we be for the black community and for police? Some would say no on either side of that argument. You have to be for one or the other. But we just feel like we have this acknowledgement in our society that's rising up that black people have suffered this inordinate amount of violence in their communities and um, from law enforcement. Um, and the worst thing to do is to dismiss that. Mm -hmm. Whether or not you believe it is one thing, but to completely dismiss it and think that there's not an issue here is the worst thing that we can do. Mm -hmm. We need to engage with it somehow to be able to move forward from it because we're at this moment in time where there is an issue that's been brought forward um, and we can't ignore it. So does what we have in place right now as a country, as a society, does it satisfy people? And the answer to that right now is no. It, it's not working for everyone and it can't work for everyone. It can't work well for everyone. Not everyone is going to be satisfied with everything all the time. Um, even in a small organization, that's true, much less in a country. <laughs> but it has to work for most people. So how do we work um, to change things so that it serves the people? Look, we're not, again, advocating for particular change here. We're advocating for engagement. So there are great police officers. There are great police organizations. We aren't talking about people. That's the relationship piece of this. But we're talking about systems. Um, and starting to talk about the systems that are in place. And it's really easy to talk, as the bishops did in the documents that we've referenced and in our, our archbishop talking um, in a reflection that we're, we've been mentioning the last couple of episodes. It's easy to talk as they did in big ideas, mm. but it's harder to nail down solutions. Um, but it starts with admitting a problem and the disconnect that's there between people and then working to address it. And when we look at what's going on in our society right now, what we have is not working. So just to sum all of that up, we're not advocating for a position or for a policy, but for engagement. That's what our faith is telling us to do right now. This is a moment to bring people together, to have conversations, and to vote with justice in mind. Not to ignore what's going on, but to listen carefully, to sort through that noise, and to respond. Yeah, this is tough stuff, and we don't have the answers. We don't know the solutions, and maybe it's not our job to come up with those and to have those ideas, but we are called to engage in it, engage in these conversations, and be a part of the solution. You might not have the solution, but you can be a part of it. You can acknowledge, you can listen, and we can sort through all this noise together. So to end our episode, as always, we have one bright idea for you. Okay. This bright idea is a little bit more detailed than our bright ideas usually are. So stick with me. Okay. I was a journalism major in college 
And one thing that I learned in journalism that kind of shocked me when I learned this is that journalism is not an objective practice. So we often hear like news channels and, and people in journalism say that their goal is to be objective, but the act of journalism isn't objective in itself. Like you are deciding journalistically what to publish and what not to publish or what to put on air and not put on air. And that automatically takes away objectivity because you have to decide and prioritize what people need to hear. Mm, so interesting. you can't be objective in that. You try to take people's interest into mind, but there's not objectivity in it. Now, the part of journalism where you can be objective is that when you gather data and info, you can have a process that you go through. So even if you totally disagreed with somebody's viewpoint and you were, you were interviewing them and stuff, you still go through the same process with that person as somebody that you agree with. So that can be kind of the objective side of journalism. So the point of this is all of the stuff that's being thrown at us, we can't really check journalists necessarily and say, what's your process? <laughs> I can't go to Anderson Cooper and say, how did you get that piece of information? But I can choose selectively what I'm listening to, what I'm hearing, what I'm taking in, in terms of the data and things in my life. Um, I can be a journalist myself, especially with all the tools that are in front of me these mm. days. And then I can take that information, the things that I find really challenging, the information I'm not sure about, and I can take that to quiet prayer with God every day. Um, so that's a little bright idea. What can we do individually? Well, take all that you're processing about the world. Take a piece of information each day that you find challenging and bring it to your quiet time with prayer with God. Nice, bright idea. Got a little bit of your background to your take us back to the college days yeah. <laughs> well thank you guys for joining us today we love you all join us next week and we will uh, conclude our series skin in the game <laughs>